This is IGN. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is IGN. Halloween Ends Review. Halloween Ends debuted in theaters and on Peacock on October 14th. The following is a spoiler-free review. When you're done with this, be sure to check out our spoiler-filled Halloween Ends ending explained, all at IGN.com. The original Halloween practically invented the trope of the killer rising from his apparent death for one last surprise attack. In that same way, Halloween Ends, as a whole, feels like one heck of a narrative curveball right before the curtain closes on the franchise as we've known it up to this point. Well, this time, anyway. In opting to jettison all but the original film as canon, director David Gordon Green made an early choice to focus down his Halloween trilogy on the essentials of what made John Carpenter's classic work, especially on how Michael Myers' violence represented evil as an elemental force. Halloween Ends furthers Green's exploration of whether evil and its effects can truly be overcome in ways that are intriguing in their larger implications. But sometimes, at odds with its more grounded goal of bringing Laurie Strode's story to a satisfying close. If the first two Green Halloween movies explored how trauma affects a family and a community, Ends focuses on how trauma can mutate and form destructive cycles, something the opening credits image of a reincarnating pumpkin announces early on. Halloween Ends' interrogation of that idea rests largely on the shoulders of new character Corey Cunningham. Rowan Campbell, whose strong introduction sets the stage for a study in how Michael Myers' legacy has affected Haddonfield's hopes for the future. A young man with great college prospects, Corey shares a lot in common with Laurie Strode at that age. And Green uses details like him choosing chocolate milk over beer while he's babysitting to raise interesting questions about his moral compass. A shocking end to Corey's babysitting gig pushes him further into Laurie's footsteps, with a whole decaying town treating him as an outcast. He's even targeted by a roaming gang of dastardly band geeks. Of course, you don't introduce a roaming gang of dastardly band geeks in a slasher movie without a very bloody end in sight for them, and their increasingly creative demises later on serve as the backbone for one of Halloween End's standout sequences of classical slasher mayhem. Corey's inner turmoil and reaction to Michael's latest activity in Haddonfield provide End's most interesting, if befuddling, character arc, and an unexpected lens through which to examine the shape's legacy. To this point, Green's trilogy has used Laurie and the entire population of Haddonfield as a counterpoint to that evil. But in each of those cases, we, the audience, had a lot of prior history with those parties, bringing all that thematic weight to bear on a single new character this late in the game is a risk that doesn't entirely pay off. Rowan Campbell gets off to a sympathetic start as Corey, with a boy-next-door charm so pure that the collective cold shoulder his character receives feels almost unrealistic in comparison but Enns loses its commitment to fleshing out the character near the middle, and so changes in his personality feel less and less motivated. 
Corey and Lori's granddaughter Allison, Andy Matichak, develop a bond through a mutual sense of unbelonging that's meant to contextualize his place in the larger morality play. But the more time goes on, the more their connection feels designed to set up the confrontation between Lori and Michael that Green knows we're expecting. Matichak gets the short end of the stick here. Having to serve as a foil to both Corey and Lori leaves Allison without much room of her own in the story. After spending much of Halloween Kills laid up in a hospital bed, Lori Strode, Jamie Lee Curtis, has a more active role in Ends, which picks up with her coping with everything that's led to this point in admirable fashion. Now a surrogate mother to the orphaned Allison, the Lori who's flirting at the grocery store with Frank Hawkins, Will Patton, and fumbling around trying not to burn a pie almost feels like a counterpart from a parallel dimension who never encountered Michael Myers. Curtis is just as focused on selling Lori's quieter emotional triumphs as she is her latter-day ass-kicker persona, and leaves us with a performance that blends both in a testament to how much she reveres the final girl role that put her on the map. But of course, this is the last Halloween movie, and so Lori's also called on to tingle with that oldest, creepiest dance partner of hers one more time. Green has his eyes squarely on audience expectations throughout the climax of Ends, with plenty of nods to imagery from Carpenter's original film, but the law of diminishing returns prevents Laurie and Michael's ultimate confrontation from having quite the same punch as their last reunion in 2018's Halloween. The rematch feels incongruous with what Ends had been building towards and the immediate fallout of it escalates at such a jaw-droppingly quick rate that you hardly have time to consider what the outcome really means for the survivors. After a long line of competing visions of the mythology, this new Halloween trilogy has mostly benefited from having one director's vision to hold it together. Even though End starts to distract with its self-serious discussions about Evil! It does feel very much of a piece with David Gordon Green's previous efforts, and having seen plenty of Halloween sequels that are begging to coalesce around something, it's hard to argue that having more cooks in the kitchen has ever served the Halloween movies well. Green's approach to filming Michael's violence remains as brutal and stylish as ever, and may be the best looking of Green's three Halloween movies with evocative glimpses at both Haddonfield's underbelly and upper class that serve as equally haunting backdrops for bloody and tense sequences. The film's opening scene takes place in what must be the biggest house in Haddonfield, and its opulent design gives green room to both build dread and misdirect attention to wicked results. Ends is a largely serious affair but it's during these signature kill scenes that Green allows himself to wink at us with a number of enjoyably staged tableaus of terror. There's only so much a drumstick can be twirled before it ends up in someone's eye. Right? The verdict. Halloween Ends concludes the Myers-Strode rematch trilogy with an ambitious, if somewhat confused, final chapter. Despite dialed-in performances from Jamie Lee Curtis and franchise newcomer Rowan Campbell, David Gordon Green's larger exploration of evil and trauma expands on the conversation he started in Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills at a rate that ends doesn't quite have time to keep up with. There are some memorable kills and reverence for the franchise at large, but it stumbles as it brings it to a close. Spoken Layer 
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.